<laughs> Hello, welcome, well, welcome back to Rapid Troop Sucks, and we're just talking about grease in the coasters. You know how it goes. Sometimes your glass sticks to a coaster, and uh, Lucor gave us the sage wisdom to grease them down. So, hey everybody, welcome back to Rapid Troop Sucks, as noted, but welcome back to Rapid Troop Sucks 50th episode. So, thanks for listening to a lot, or maybe all of the episodes. Now you've or you're gonna listen to 50 that's a lot of episodes and we're here with guests and we are a podcast about obscure forgotten about or overlooked films and today i'm as always here with mike and i am paul and next to me is lamar and lukor coming in yeah hello hey thanks for having me on the 50th uh episode hey thanks for being here oh yeah we did it yeah we're we're doing it with Manborg from 2011. Did you guys know that 2011 Manborg? I have 2013 on my note. That's crazy talk because it's 2011. Oh, okay, <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting my notes. Well, I'm gonna give you a, an overview of Manborg. A soldier brought back to life as a cyborg fights alongside a band of adventurers against demon hordes in a dystopian future. And there's a lot to say about this group uh, who made this film. The group uh, is Astron 6. And Astron 6, uh, it's noted, uh, it starts off with their bio in Tolkien lore. Astron 6 is the day of the Elvish New Year, and a new year is upon us. Indeed, as they note. And then they highlight that they're all part of, you know, a bunch of friends who are there who make multimedia or they're multimedia artists who share a fascination with the mechanics of fear and laughter and they've made these short films i remember once i think on a bio it highlighted that uh they were like the misfit kids who would go to you know like the b-side video rental stores and get the b-side movies and the bargain bins and these are the, these are the movies that they wanted to emulate uh and as i told all the gentlemen here in this room that uh I couldn't just come out of the gate with this podcast uh, with Mike and be like, hey, this is episode one. Like, we had to break it in. But I love this film, and uh, I will gush over this film for the rest of this podcast. And uh, I thought uh, this movie uh, in particular deserved a bit of notoriety to celebrate with our 50th episode. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Good job bringing this one out for the 50th. Uh, I think I want to say this movie inspired the podcast but i remember back in the day when we were talking about putting together this little podcast some of the movies that you would review and i think this one was a top three or top five that you guys kept mentioning over and over again i said to myself i have to be there when you're going to review it because i remember when i watched it with you with you boys before and i just loved it yeah and you introduced me to this wonderful group of movie uh, creators in Astron 6. I think all their other projects are really, really good. Yeah, we started off with Father's Day. That's a, That was Mike and I's introduction many years ago and immediately found Manborg after. Yeah. Yeah. Father's Day is grosser. <laughs> Father's Day is a trauma film, so we have noted kind of our views on trauma films before, and it's definitely Astron Sex meets trauma. Yeah, it's more penisy. Yeah. <laughs> to Lamar's point, I, this is at least a spiritual influence to this podcast because this is 
We, we've, we've, I've seen this movie so many times over the past 10 years. Also, I love everything Astron 6 has done. Uh, I own the DVD of Manborg. I noted that uh, they did um, Father's Day, uh, which I also own. The editor, they have a bunch of shorts put together, and uh, Chowder Boys was their last <laughs> uh, short story, which is on um, uh, a collection of shorts that I have. Uh, which we'll we'll, t- we'll talk divorce dad, <laughs> which, which is amazing. I wrote divorce dad, and they responded to me once. Um, uh, divorce dad was basically a divorce dad running like a PBS talk show. You call divorce dad, and they're running <laughs> a Twitter account. And the guy who plays Manborg was divorce dad, and I asked him advice. And the advice I asked was, uh, I think it was, <laughs> how many malls do I need to visit until I could feel again? And he and he responded and he gave me sage wisdom about where I could go. So I appreciate that divorce dad and Astron Six. I'm not joking. Like if you, I, I said on the last podcast as we're ending with Jeremy, I said, uh, please, please listen to uh, or watch Manborg uh, before you watch this, and you should watch Manborg before you listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did, did Astron Six do Psycho Gorman? Uh, the director of this movie did Psycho Gorman. Okay. Um, that has members. Uh, if not all of Astron 6, but it was a deep heart from Astron 6. Uh, it was just him kind of on his own. Okay. I like that movie very much. Yeah, I think we should do Psycho Gorman clearly at some point in time on this podcast. Like, oh my God. Yes. The movie. If this movie made you feel awesome on the inside, Luke or Psycho Gorman, I think would only extend it as it is a fuller movie, uh, maybe an hour and a half. I think this movie doesn't waste any time. It, <laughs> Went right into it. Yeah. So, yeah, this movie weighs in like under like an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, I think it's like uh, when we watched it, it was an hour and three was listed. I mean, mm-hmm. this movie's awesome. I read somewhere on IMDb this those, this was done on a thousand dollar budget. And if that is correct, uh, even today, uh, that's amazing. That I is impressive. Yeah, I don't care if you like, dislike, or whatever you feel about this film, you've got to be impressed by what someone did uh, or a group of people did with a thousand dollar budget like this. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, clearly there were people working for free on this. Like when you when you see a thousand dollar budget, like the director did the music. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm sure they all kind of chipped in on the on the computer effects. Uh, like you, you couldn't make this movie for a thousand dollars if you had to pay someone to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this was clearly a passion project for all involved. I love the passion in this project and the talent. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> Stephen K- uh, Kostansky is the director, and noting um, that he did other things as well, uh, including Psycho Gorman, which we noted. The Void was also not part of Astron Six, which I've also seen. And oh, really? He did that. Yeah, we saw that on uh, Rami's birthday, which is funny. Uh, Rami, who has been a guest on the show, yeah. and he was the director of Father's Day. Uh, and he's in it, I, I believe, or his, his brother, I think, wow. or someone who's related oh, to him. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah. one that was one of the trash people in this. <laughs> so, good times. So, yeah, we open up with some kind of like weird dystopian, you know... You know, you know how it goes. I'm loading up some notes. The, the Hell Wars? Yeah, there's been some Hell Wars. Earth, the legacy of the Hell Wars, when mankind fought the armies of Hell, and uh-oh, Hell won. So yeah. we're in it for that. Uh, with every passing hour, another nation crumbles. 
Uh, things like that are happening. The holy unholy menaces are coming out, and they're all led by Count Draculon. Um, which, Lucor, if you did not know, Count Draculon was also the same actor, Dr. Scorpius. Mm. Boom. Double dipping. He did, some, he did a good job, even mm. though the characters were... I don't want to say the same, they're just... <laughs> We'll get into it later once we introduce these characters. No, no, the count, like the like, like the real big baddie. Yeah, yeah, Dracula well, and yeah. I I felt he didn't really say much. It was more like, yeah. like Manborg. Um, and I understand, but like I would not have thought that was the same person. Which is Adam Brooks, who mm-hmm. is one of the leads in Psycho Gorman. Which I love you, Adam Brooks. Please be on our show at some point in time. Uh, he's also an artist. I follow his art on Instagram. Um, he seems amazing. All these guys seem amazing. So. Uh, Astron 6 is now a defunct group, unfortunately, but it seems like uh, they all still act maybe a little bit here and there. I really don't know. Adam Brooks seems like the most, uh, or the one that uh, keeps acting more that I see pop up in certain things. I didn't know they were defunct or just not together anymore. Yeah, I believe Chowder Boys, that short that they that we watched, that was it. Like That was officially their last, their last hurrah. Uh, all right. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's good. It's uh, a little, a little Christmas slant to it. It's in it's, it's in the winter. We we haven't I, watched this. I don't think so. It's crazy. I have not seen it. Oh my god, we've seen. totally got to watch this. At some point <laughs> Definitely. Okay. We even watched a little bonus after after this film, which we, <laughs> we could talk about after. There was a little dessert of Astron Six, which I feel that's the way you got to do it, like an homage to this group. I said I'm gonna gush over this group. This is why I didn't want to come out of like. Like episode one, where people would be like, oh my God, this guy's going to be like over the top all the time. But like, I love these guys. Um, and I feel that's the way you got to watch their material. It's short, as Lucor noted, direct to the point. Uh, this movie's about an hour. So we watched a little something after that we could talk about after. You know, the movie was only like 60 minutes or so, but it kind of felt a little, I don't know if it feels the way they filmed it or just the pacing of it. It felt like a full 90 minute picture. And- I agree. I, the, the way we watched it with commercials, we got this off Tubi. Is that right? Yeah. Um, even with the commercial breaks, it still felt like a, I don't want to say a full 90-minute movie, but kind of close to it. So it still got the feel of a full movie. It's not like you're watching two episodes of something. It's it's a full movie. It is funny that it is a telltale sign of the times that uh, you noted that we watched this on Tubi, and I previously was like, I own this on DVD, which is true. I was so lazy not to get that DVD. I was like, we're going to have to watch a couple commercials, and we did do that. But I do own every Astron 6 on any format, Blu-ray or DVD. Like, no joke. Um, but I was so lazy not yeah, to you get did, it. You did buy it. And yeah. there was a shenanigrams reel on the uh, the DVD. There was, like, some out, outtakes. Nice. Yeah, sometimes you just got to kick 2B a little, you know. Yeah, so what we have the Hell, the hell Wars. Um, and... Uh, I don't know what their name. I don't even know if they have names. But there's two brothers. They're soldiers, uh, fight, fight, fighting. Whatever. They look like, like, like Nazi demons. Kind of. I think. I think the imagery was supposed to be like Nazi adjacent. Right? Like, like super doom. Yeah. yeah oh, there was a lot of a lot of like Doom and Wolfenstein in this mm-hmm. in this movie. Like all of the hell creatures look like they're right out of Doom, and yeah, and the, the hell soldiers are just like. Nazi ghoul people, uh, but yeah. So the, these two brothers are fighting, and and the I guess the older brother uh, gets gets mowed down. But was it by Count Draculon? 
because he's just th- yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, the other brother, the younger brother, kind of you know freaks out, gets and and does eventually succumb to Count Dracula. But while Count Dracula is is holding him up and you know telling him what's what, he's like, "I'm gonna, you may kill me, but I'll, I'm gonna come back for you. I'll get you." It is a weird thing to say to someone at some point in time. I mean, I don't know. I think the perfect person to be in this room is Lucor. It seems like a real Lucor thing to do that if Lucor was going to die, I I could really see that being like something adjacent to what he would say to you. Like, I will find a way to come back and kill you. And that shit will haunt you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because like, I I don't want to live the rest of my days being like, oh man, was that like a sincere curse? Like, am I cursed? Like, I'm not going to kill Lucor, but like, like, (laughs) well, there's only one way to find out. We had one of our friends write uh, that Lucor was in possession of his soul at one point in time on on a, on some currency. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't mess around with Lucor and uh, what you can and cannot do after the afterlife, especially if currency is involved. Um, but so as they're both laying, as the two brothers are both laying there dying, the older one says to the younger one, "You know, it's not all about killing; it's about family." Mm. It is. That's a great quote. <laughs> and I feel like that's something without in any way being cheesy, this movie constantly weaves in, you know, really strong advice. Yeah. All about family. It's basically the, like Fast and the Furious. I was just about to say. Yeah, it's, connection it's, all, there. it's all family. Oh my God, Mike, have you seen the most recent Fast and Furious movie? No, I haven't. Have you? Has no. anyone? Okay. Didn't it just come out? I think so. I don't know how they're going to one up ludicrous driving a car in space you cannot so. you cannot i i watched that movie with my mother-in-law that the most recent or the one before this one nine uh i have not seen them all as i said before i'm not like super familiar familiar with this franchise i've seen a couple p.s uh in any of my travels to asia that's all they play on Asian HBO. Just Fast and Furious movies nonstop. <laughs> so, in order over and over again? Not in any kind of order. It okay. is just random. And I've so I've seen t- t- like tons of clips. But that was one of the few movies I sat down and watched all of it. And they do go to space. And uh, my mother-in-law was like, do you watch this uh, with me to like laugh at me? I was like, no. Like She has like a great sense of humor. She's like, okay, this is like nuts. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but doesn't she legitimately love that series? Oh, yeah, but in the exact same way you do, right. where it's like, this is all insane, but like I love these stunts, and I'm willing to watch all of this. It's amazing music with super fit people doing awesome, thing in, awesome things in cars, yes. <laughs> and I think the only way they can really go forward and top where they've been is to do it again on bicycles. <laughs> oh, I hope so. In space? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this the last uh, yeah. one? Was that the, like? Is that it? Like, it'll, it... it'll never be the last. One. But but like maybe of this group. Oh, maybe. I, well, I think they're gonna do more spinoffs. Yeah. Well, it was, I thought at first. I know we're going super tangential with this <laughs> conversation. That. I thought at first the new this movie was gonna be like part one of two. Am I wrong with that? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. I've heard so many different things about it. I just like, yeah. I can't even imagine what yeah, it would be. I just don't know enough. I'm not. I'm not fast enough. Or yeah, furious well, enough in my research. <laughs> two problems we can solve. Mm, maybe. <laughs> if only we had the technology. <laughs> we could we could produce this podcast, but God help us if we could look up if there's going to be more Fast and Furious movies and who's going to be in them. Yeah. <laughs> this party's done. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's worth watching those movies, though. They're, they're fun. Yeah. 
And and going back to Manborg's promise mm-hmm. to come back, Draculon is quite visibly delighted by this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what he says, but he's like, good. He, I look forward to it. There yeah, yeah, he's, right. he's like, I look forward to it. <laughs> like, all right. And he's pretty much just reveling and killing these two brothers. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes, and so... We get a little Manborg action. We get a yeah. little what's going on. So It's like a montage. It's like a little like $6 million man montage. I do yeah. like how they kill the brother. It's kind of like RoboCop when they kill like <laughs> Peter Weller in the beginning. And they're shooting him. He's like, ah, his body's just, <laughs> and they yeah. leave him on the ground. It's pretty much similar to that. Yeah, so Matthew Kennedy is the lead. He will become Manborg. He is one of these brothers. He is, you know, one of the members of Astron 6. And we see the body slowly dragged off. And you're like, what's going on? But then, yeah, as Lamar notes, it's a very, very RoboCop opening where it's uh, very kind of 80s, like digital red coding and like boop, 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 boop. Things are happening, but like God knows what any of those things are. Uh, that's kind of the technology you're shown, and you as the audience member are wondering, like, are they rebuilding them, him? And the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's really an A-team level of tool usage. You know, like, <laughs> at one point, I'm not sure why, but a large drill gets used. <laughs> <laughs> Drilling into his skull. I think they used the angle grinder on his shoulder. It's like weird as shit. Hey, in this future, you'd be lucky to have those tools. Yeah, you'd be, you'd you be use a rich man. That's very true. But it's, it's a successful montage. It is. And, and then we see uh, Manborg waking up in a box. Yeah, he um, bursts out of like some coffin. Yeah, right. Um, and, you know, he's kind of doing the Bambi, like learning how to robot walk hmm. sort of thing. Um, and then now we're introduced to the first member of what will become our new crew, number one man. Yeah, this is Luke, Luke or as we were watching this, didn't you say this would be like a great like video game series? Yeah. yeah. As I was watching it, I couldn't I couldn't believe I couldn't go to a video arcade and play mm-hmm. this movie. Well, number one <laughs> man is basically Liu Kang. So Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with Luke or this is totally video game vibes. Now you're in this like futuristic city and yes, there's this Guy just wearing pants, kind of dressed like Liu Kang, and he's like, stay with me. And they, I think he says, they call me number one, man. Um, he's speaking in somewhat broken English sometimes, uh, but everything he says is awesome. Um, <laughs> and the the vocal quality of this movie, I think it should be noted, is very much like Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> I only kind of know what that means. Very Shakespearean. Yeah. I think what helps his uh, Liu Kang vibe is just the way this movie is shot, which mm. I wanted to bring up earlier. Just everything, it feels kind of Mortal Kombat-esque. He, just the background, the way he moves, and later we'll describe some fight scenes, but every scene of his, is, it just looks like it's taken from a video game. It, yeah, it does. Um, so the... Number one man introduces himself, and Manborg goes, "What?" <laughs> um, but th- then they see there's like some some Nazi hell ghouls. There's, so there's it, some rogue yeah demon the, soldiers so, on the street. Yeah, you got to break into your character somehow, right? This is this is like way in the future from when Manborg was killed, and we don't we don't really know that yet, but we're we're piecing it together. But he sees these these guys kicking someone's ass, and he's like, "You know what? 
I got to intervene. And even number one man is like, keep a low profile. Like, I don't know who you are, but stick together. Got to stick together. He's like, no, I got to go help. And he sort of walks over and the Nazi guys see him and they're like, you will fuck you up. And Manborg's response to this is to go, nope, and just runs right the fuck away. <laughs> Stay there. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's shout out to my wife. Uh, that was her favorite line from Manborg on the numerous occasions she has seen this. <laughs> just nope and just, just books it. Like, that's how you do it. Why yeah. would you stick around? This yeah. was the origin of noping the fuck out of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like get the hell out of there. Uh, they're immediately detained. Uh, these mm-hmm. these demon thugs that you thought were level one turned out to be level ten. You're level one, and they tase the hell out of them, and they both go go down like a sack of potatoes. I do find this uncharacteristic of number one man that later on he's such a badass that I think these even level ten ghoulies would have gotten ass kicking from him. But you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get too nitpicky well, with his masterpiece. It's because that, that babe shows up and kicks his ass. Oh, yeah. Because Shadow the, Mega? Shadow Mega, yeah. I, the, I think the lackeys couldn't have taken him, but because Shadow Mega was there, uh, she's got the juice to, to take him down. Yeah, so we see, like, mid-level boss show up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, we don't know her powers, but she is definitely dealing with some kind of supernatural entity. She is not just dealing with guns and martial arts. She's right. definitely beyond... She's also the only bad guy who looks like a human person. Yeah. And is dressed super awesome. Um, like, honestly, like, no joke. She dressed like like a mixture of um, who is the woman in the Avengers. Uh, not the, like, Marvel film, but, like, the, uh, the, the British. Miss Peel? Yeah, she's kind of dressed All like right. Miss Peel uh, in a more demon format. And I'm like, oh, she's kind of cool. Uh, but, yeah, then they're detained. We learn a little more about Manborg. And we meet the rest of the crew. I mm-hmm. love the crew. And the Borgans. It's a great crew. The, the Borgans? <laughs> you gotta love the Borgans. And you meet the Baron, who does, uh, who's Jeremy Gillespie, and he does uh, some of the additional music. And shout out to Jeremy Gillespie, because uh, I kickstarted, or paid uh, a little bit of this Kickstarter, like a bunch of people did, uh, and one of the tiers for The Void was if you kickstarted at a certain tier, you got the soundtrack of Jeremy Gillespie and a lot of the Astron 6 stuff, and and they did send it to me digitally. It was super awesome. So, That's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's on my phone. Thank you. Right on. Uh, mm-hmm. I listen to cool guys to cheer myself up uh, <laughs> often. <laughs> More often than I should probably admit. <laughs> yeah. No, cool, cool guys is all right. <laughs> Sometimes when you're feeling down, you got to put on cool guys. Yep. <laughs> Crank it up. So yeah, they're what they're in this like weird laser prison, and yeah, we meet the gang. So the gang consists of, uh, uh, what justice? Yep. Yeah. Oi, oi, mm. hey. Uh, his sister, Mina. Mina. Mm. And well, that's it. That's the gang. It's just the four of them. <laughs> I was like, who else is in the <laughs> no, gang? And, and we meet the Baron. And and we meet the Baron. And I couldn't help but I wonder if it's on purpose. But here we have Draculon. And Mina, it just made me think of a shout out to Bram Stoker's Dracula and Mina Harker. Oh, oh, I, yeah, okay, oh, wow, good oh, call. I didn't piece good, that very together. Good call. I know, Lucor. Thanks for making us feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> get, get all a couple drinks and you know, get, get in our groove on. This guy's bringing up some like uh, lit lit observations. <laughs> More you know, lit like literary or lit like 
like lit both both yeah it depends on when you're listening to this podcast and and i am a little bit lit yeah <laughs> denver colorado anytime is the right time. <laughs> <laughs> but she looks very much i'd say like tifa from final fantasy 7 yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Final Fantasy all over the place. Totally lukewarm, like Future City, various other things. Um, yeah, uh, I feel like I totally agree with how she's made up because, like, instantaneously, you could tell there's a camaraderie, camaraderie that centers around her. That number one man has, like, some kind of affection to her. Manborg kind of also feels something instant connection. It's Justice's uh, sister, so they're related. Um, the Baron, you'll find out soon, loves her. But you as the audience, I feel like you're brought in as, like, this is the universal sister. Like, mm-hmm. she seems cool. She's, like, there to, like, she's definitely one of the group, and she, like, connects with everyone. So I feel just like in Final Fantasy that Lucor is noting, that's kind of the written bond. You're like, oh, what can I do to help? Like, we got to get out of here. Right. Well, the other person that has affection towards Mina is the Baron. I love the Baron. I, I also love the Baron. The Baron is like a grown-up Stewie Griffin. Yeah. He's like he's like Dr. No, Dr. Acula, uh, Count Draculon's um, like right-hand guy, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he's like walking through the prison all menacingly. Like, bring, I'll tell you what to do with the prisoners. And then he walks past Mina Sun. He's like, oh. Uh, prisoner Seven. Prisoner Seven. Well, uh, <laughs> mm, uh, uh, well uh, and he, you know, he gets all like nervous and kind of Twitter baited. There's a scene between him and Dr. Scorpion. There's, what is it? Scorpion? Dr. Scorpius? Dr. Scorpius. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. There's a scene between him and Dr. Scorpius later that I honestly think about once a week. I'll, I'll get there. It's just it's just kind of like weirdly amazing for me. Yeah, when he's not drinking. <laughs> Have we met Dr. Scorpius yet? Because he, he strolls in pretty soon. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Right after, I believe, yeah. the Baron. Okay. I think he's just like a background character before he starts talking so you're like what the hell's going on with that guy yeah somebody calls him out as a traitor though uh, yeah, yeah one, of the, right. one yeah. of the justice justice a traitor <laughs> I, lo- I love justice there was this one scene where the baron is he goes over to mina's like little cell and he's trying to like Ooh, what are you and she's like ah won't don't want to be with you i'd rather be dead and he's like <laughs> that makes two of them we have so much in common like maybe we'll see there you later is. i have my own nightmare chamber <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, to form a bond with her so i know my wife's two favorite things in this movie are the nope and taking <laughs> off but uh they ask Manbork his name and yet he is not named and he looks at his hands and he goes like and it's like he's like i'm a man but Borg? Manborg. My name is Manborg. <laughs> and is introduces himself. And Justice Justice goes, Manborg? More like asshole. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> um <laughs> that's just how justice rolls yeah. I love justice so, so much. Um it's I think it's worth pointing out, and I I was talking to uh the friend of the podcast and occasional guest host Chris. Uh, about this movie and he's he's not actually seen this movie which is surprising and something i hope to remedy but he pointed out that the borg in cyborg is the human part it's org is mm. organism oh. so man borg is basically like <laughs> man man, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think to one 
classic movie Manos the Hands of Fate. Yeah, oh, there you go. Hands the Hands of Fate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that that that's Chris, you're right. This is man man. <laughs> yeah, and uh the other side note is Justice and Mina are brother and sister in real life and she is in other film or makes cameos in other Astron 6 uh movies as well. I know Father's Day. Mhm. Yep, so yeah, Dr. Scorpius, you know, waltzes through, and Justice calls him a traitor. Uh, and then basically they're uh, they're about to be brought to the arena. Yeah, this, yeah this, I had in my note that what Lamar noted, that he hits on Mina some more. Got my own nightmare chamber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got to go to nightmare chamber. Yeah. And then they go to the arena. The, and then, the terror octagon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so, uh, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's filled with demons uh, in the stands, and a bunch of weird demons get on some like uh, hover bikes, and immediately Justice goes blood sucking freaks. <laughs> Anything Justice says is amazing, and uh, Justice's secret power in this movie, which is very established at the end, he is a crack shot with the gun. Like, I mean, he he starts showboating for oh, the rest God. of the movie. Like, anytime he pulls the trigger on a pistol, it's like a dead-on shot. <laughs> so, like a right. demon, and he's, he usually is wielding too, which yeah. is amazing. Well, it's like that gun 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 fu like from Equilibrium, but instead of being cool, it's just him like dancing like a doofus. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. No, I mean, but it works. He's, you know, it does. If you got a special skill, all the shots are landing. Yeah, if you have it, do whatever you need to do. Yeah, yeah it's like a New York club kid merged with Chow Young Fat. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, Lamar, you're the football guy here. Can you still showboat after you know doing touchdowns? Like, what aren't there like reasonable limitations? Like, you could clearly be like, yeah, I did it, and high five your team. But like, aren't like dances and backflips and all that shit like that? Is that like super like frowned upon? You gotta read the room, and <laughs> you gotta calm down with that stuff. You can't just put together a like a thirty second choreographed whole team like dance and kick number. You get, they let you get away with like five ten seconds of stuff. That's okay, really like ref discretion. But if you're sitting out there for so long and you're shaking around, you're like. <laughs> nah, this, let's calm down. I'll give you a flag on that one. Ah, hopefully, that's something that'll change. Yeah. What? What, what if you like get a? T- you score a touchdown. You do a backflip. You start flipping off the other team. Start- <laughs> that's highly frowned upon. <laughs> but uh, you can get away with some stuff. But nah. Start like dishing out like monopoly money to like <laughs> stands like dollar dollar bill style. Like yeah. <laughs> that's it's all a gray area over there. This is like the subplot of the movie Basketball. <laughs> Pretty much, I, yeah. Mike. I told you we could do that. I mean, come on. I Denver, would love to. You Denver, know, Colorado for the uh, whatever. It's still not open yet. Although by the time this airs, it might be. Um, Casa Bonita reopening under the good old Casa Bonita under the ownership of, of Trey th- Parker and I think Stone. it is open, and you could be on a wait list. I think that's. I, I know they're doing like as we record this, they're doing soft opens. Okay. Um, and like friends and family stuff. So yeah, by the time this airs, you might just be able to go there. I mean, last I I, I run some of the hashtags on this. I mean, if I need to get another Stan Darsh, <laughs> I will Trey Parker and Matt Stone. I will. Yeah. <laughs> do what you got to do. I mean, shout out to South Park. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm willing to do basketball. I actually kind of legitimately love. I know you said we should yeah. do that. But I'm totally in for it. Okay. Um, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
Trey Parker, Matt Stone, you're totally invited. You should be on Rabbit Troop Sucks. Duh. They could guest us. Duh. Duh. Uh, Lamar had a missed opportunity as of late. He went to go see They Might Be Giants. (laughs) And I told him him certain shirts Uh. he should wear. And uh, that's all I'll say about that to keep keep that going. So... uh, and we'll end it right there. <laughs> okay. okay, so we're back in. Uh, they're in the arena, and it is not going well for Manborg. Um, but yeah, crack shot to everything with justice. Uh, Mina's throwing knives every which way. Mm-hmm. There's a scoreboard of the humans, uh, and the, one of my favorite moments of Mina is her on the scoreboard because it's uh, she kills a demon, and they're like giving her mad props. Like they're not like whoever's running media for this. <laughs> Is not in. Fa- they're not playing favorites. Let's just say that because they point to Mina, and it's like this weird, very like you would imagine in Tokyo or Blade Runner, this very futuristic, like, uh, video screen. It's like she throws a knife, and it's like, well done, nice job, and she gives like a wink, like in a video game. But clearly, this isn't her care, like her personality at all. Yeah, pre-recorded at some unknown moment, right. <laughs> but she's obviously a crowd favorite. Right. Yeah, even though they're killing their own, uh, or she's killing their own, uh, they they like these humans to some extent. But no one gets the props that she gets. That's true. Yeah. You can kind of see their fighting styles, too, in this whole battle. Like, Mina uses the knives, and um, um, what's his nuts? Number uh, one Justice. Man. Oh, yeah, Justice he is the gun. He has the gun, or the smaller guns. We'll, we'll talk he... about Man Boar's guns in a sec. We, so... And number one man is the puncher. And, and I love yeah. number one man's opening, and it is, to the death, please. Uh-huh, I love that line. <laughs> that was awesome. And the way he delivered it, that was great. Mm-hmm. Considerate of him. Yeah. Every time I see this movie, I'm like, that's my favorite character. And then Number the one next man? Time, no, no, no. That's my favorite character. And then the next time, no, no, that's my favorite character. <laughs> and I think this time around, I think um, Justice stole nice. it from me this yeah. time around. But they're all just wonderful characters you can smile and get behind. They are. But yeah, so yeah, we they're all kind of pulling their weight. Except for Manborg. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Um, <laughs> poor Manborg. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. It, it, yeah, it, it is a shame. But it, but then at some point, he kind of freaks out and his hand turns into a gun. Um, and he's like, well, this is dope. But then it just, he can't control it. He doesn't know what to do. He almost shoots Mina. Um, I think he shoots a couple guys. Yeah. Oh, the audience. He shoots a lot of he people He shoots a the lot audience. of the audience. But that seemed to be well received. And, and the guy he shoots in front of him, he just destroys yeah i mean he he puts like honestly like 150 bullets out of a gatling gun <laughs> in into one one person who is about four feet away he that guy that guy is no more instantaneously mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh but so they they end up winning um count draculon is not not stoked about their victory and once they get back into they get put back in their laser prisons no one else is pretty stoked about Manborg's behavior. Um, you, you said the word earlier. This is this is where Justice is like it's a pretty fancy shenanigans you got out there. Yeah, shenanigans. No one likes the shenanigans. No. Uh, and they all, you know, they they say Manborg, you're not you're not one of us. And he says, I'm something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and then they tell him to go. And for a minute, I forget that they're all in prison because <laughs> right. Man- Manborg does leave. And yeah. I caught myself stopping and being like, where did he go? Yeah. Where did he go? That is a very good question. Where, where did Manborg go? Yeah. yeah. When, when they tell him to leave and they're all in prison together and he like walks away and 
I think, oh, I think he just like walks off to a corner. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> to, to sulk. The corner of shame. Yeah. The sulking corner. That's so sad. Oh, man, Borg. With his thumbs up and his crooked smile. <laughs> Matthew Kennedy, you're amazing. You're, you're a divorced dad. You're, you're, oh my God. One day we'll watch the editor and we'll talk about who needs to be slapped and what's <laughs> going on. It's just yeah. your... Matthew Kennedy, you're amazing. Oh, no, where they they do they take him? They take Manborg. They do a vet. Yeah, so to, he does walk off to but a they special do. little Manborg room. Yeah, Manborg interrogation by oh, yeah. by the Baron and then Doctor Scorpius. Mm. Yeah, um, at Manborg is I don't think I've ever seen an action hero stand up under interrogation <laughs> more eloquently. <laughs> like, like we're gonna get you. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> we're gonna torture your friends. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gives them nothing to work with. No. Oh yeah, <laughs> he holds his ground. He one doesn't really know what's going on, but two is mouthing off to really. Uh, Lugor is noting like Manborg is mouthing off to a level that is like instant irritation <laughs> to, to the tormentor. And just amazing for the audience to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> Good job, Manborg. It's not all about just, mm-hmm. you know, cybernetics and guns. Right. But this is this is now where we have, I think, your second favorite part of this movie, where the Baron is talking to Dr. Scorpius. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so Dr. Scorpius is clearly this human who has now been enslaved by the demon race. And he's kind of somewhat, you think, a coward. Like, dude, why would you give in? But what we quickly learn is he has a secret plan. Like, Mm -hmm. he's basically, you know, the dad in Rogue One. Like, he's implanting the plans to the Death Star. Like, he's got ulterior plans and motives going on Mm -hmm. uh, for the good guys and the humans in this. But he is, like, typing away on a computer, and the Baron walks in and is asking dating advice. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Like, have you ever talked to her? And Dr. Scorpius <laughs> tries to talk at first. He's like, well, have you? He's like, silence. He's like, yeah. He's like, have, have you tried flowers? <laughs> yeah. so, so already the Baron is yelling at the person he's mm-hmm. trying to get advice from. Everyone has been in this situation. Everyone loves feeling like that. That's great. <laughs> and Dr. Scorpius is still like, one, again, a enslaved human. He's gotten the shit beaten out of him several times and will again throughout this film. And the Baron keeps like asking dating advice. Yeah, as Luke was saying, like, have you tried getting flowers or giving her something? And finally, this is why I think of this. <laughs> Dr. Scorpius, a beaten down, overworked man is like, dude, like, can you just talk to someone else? Like, I have a lot of work to be doing. And why are you talking to me? He's like, can't you just co-talk to the Count Dracula about this? I thought you guys were buddies. Like, you used to talk about this all the time. Yeah. And Mike alluded to it. He's like, yeah, when he's sober. <laughs> but I think about this scene because... Dr. Scorpius is clearly just not only like enslaved to have this conversation, but so agitated. Like, <laughs> dude, I have work. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Hey, can you imagine? Adam Brooks are amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine their conversations when um, <laughs> he was sober? <laughs> like, like Draculon and right, yeah, oh, Baron. Yeah. And just, oh my god, that if that that was the extension on the DVD. Like, 
Like yeah. bar, bar side stories of the Baron and Count Dracula. That'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, th- this whole scene really reminds me of, uh, for any Venture Brother fans out there, like any interaction between oh my God, the yeah. monarch and his henchmen. Yeah. Like that is what this, th- this has that vibe for me and I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good comparison. That's excellent. Um, but yes, <laughs> so I, I don't know if he ever talked to Doc, uh, I keep wanting to say Doctor Doctor Aculon. I got it. Yeah, I okay. said the, the same thing. Count Draculon. Yeah, there we go. I don't know if you ever talked to him about that. But anyway, it's it's time for now. Manborg has to go back into the Terror Octagon or whatever, and he's going to fight the, the champion, champion who has uh, what was it, two thousand thirty seven sequential like human <laughs> kills. Yeah. Something like that. he's pretty good. Yeah, and he looks like a Doom boss. Yeah, he's. I would say at least two and a half stories tall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just like an eight-legged skeleton robot rocket launcher. And we see... Uh, so you don't know anything about the Doctor right now. And the Doctor is off to the side. And you do hear him say, he's like, come on, you could do this. And you're mm-hmm. like, why are you rooting for Manborg? Maybe there's a little more to this guy. Uh, and yeah. then, clearly, we will find out there is. There is well at first he just gets the shit beat out of him mm. for a while, but he takes it. He does take it. He takes it surprisingly well. Oh yeah. Um, but then out of nowhere he has a, a secret eye laser that that pops out and blasts the you know the champion in the face. Mm. Yeah, it's like a, a, like under his elbow. It's like beep 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 beep, and a rocket is yeah. And just, yeah, and then there was him. the elbow missile, um, and that that fucks the the champion right up, and he wins. Yeah. And and, and uh, the Baron is fear. The Baron's oh, pissed. Baron is not yeah. happy because for some reason Draculon, I think, was looking at these games as a way to harvest blood. Like there was no easier way for him to get blood. Yeah, because I, when when the humans signs, yeah, like when the humans win the first time, he said, "You said this would provide blood." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, sense. Yeah, but the Baron is pissed, but his first move, if anyone knows, he like goes to, there's a bot floating around, and he looks at the floating bot, he's like, execute all of them, except for number seven, who is Mina. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure she'll be very pleased that all of her friends are now dead, and uh, she is the only one left alive. (laughs) Right. Very romantic. But, uh, so they take Manborg back into the special Manborg torture chamber, and this is where Dr. Scorpius starts talking to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did you come from? <laughs> I, I woke up in a box. Yeah. <laughs> I love waking up in a box. Yeah. Is this the world you were expecting? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Manborg is so mouthy. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. He doesn't have time for this shit. <laughs> but uh, but Dr. Scorpius kind of gives him gives him some background. Um I built you, Manborg. He he built him. And he built him to make penance for the fact that this whole hell war was his fault because he was doing some sketchy science and accidentally opened up the portal to hell. Yeah, Lamar, this was clearly one of your favorite scenes when they show Adam Brooks, uh, Dr. Scorpius, uh, at his at his desktop computer <laughs> opening the portal to hell. I saw you and Luke Orr were noting some like, did one of you say like he had backspace? Yeah, yeah. You see, you see hell emerging from from the ground and the computer, and he's just hitting backspace as flames are wrapping around. And someone, someone made the comment he should have used Control Delete. Yeah. I did. Yeah, that was me. I, I will. I will say. I will say. 
No one could fault him. Like, imagine this. Two feet in front of you, you know you and your computer just opened the gates to hell. You might want to hit backspace. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what I would have done. I mean, at least try it once. Yeah. Because someone might later on in your life be like, did you hit that? Like, oh, Ooh. shit. Um, I didn't. <laughs> no, someone, someone would be bound to ask if you try turning it off and on again. Yeah. He did not. <laughs> he yeah. wanted to start a little more basic. <laughs> what, 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 what code do you think he was writing in? DOS? Cobalt? <laughs> <laughs> basic. Yeah, great. Cubase? I was going to write down the details of what this was, but instead I just wrote down Scorpius was fucking around and he found out, and that's pretty much what this background <laughs> um, back scene was. was that's very true. Just fucking around. Yeah, and we learned that basically he has built Manborg as an act of redemption, that he has used the technology that these demons have, and he has used the spirit of a courageous man uh, and combined them both with uh, the hopes of humanity to become the weapon to defeat them. Mm -hmm. uh, interspersed in this, we see Mina and Shadow Mega a little bit like exchanging glances. Clearly, they have some kind of background we don't really know. Um it's the first time Shadow or uh, yeah, Shadow Mega actually shows any kind of emotion. She kind of like acknowledges Mina as someone who is there. But the only other time we really see her, she is just killing people. Yeah. Or knocking people out, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. You're Shadow Mega. Your name's Shadow Mega. What do you do? A shadow? <laughs> Mega? <laughs> Take but, it. Uh, Do Dr. Scorpius leaves Manborg with a future cassette. Take this future cassette. <laughs> uh, which, you know, will to be played at a time in the future when it's crucial. Or, uh, or when he remembers he Or has when it. he remembers he has it. And, you know, spoiler alert, Manborg is just a giant cassette player. <laughs> oh. But, uh, so, you know, Manborg is going back into the prison and he, he realizes that, I don't really know what he realizes, um, but he he just he has to save everybody. He gets he gets him out of prison by yeah. by blowing up the future lock. And they yeah and they don't they don't uh, believe. Well, he left on bad terms because yeah. he's was useless, uh, and they're like he's a spy. But now Mina even turned around and was like, "Are you coming?" And he's like, "Yay!" And he comes around. And the first thing that they're gonna do is take over some hover bikes and get mm -hmm. the hell out of here. Oh, you know, I think Mina changes her mind because when they're dragging Manborg off to the torture thing for the first time, the the picture of him and his brother falls out of his pocket or whatever. Oh, yeah, and he and, does eventually get that back. Yeah, and she mm -hmm. sees it and he, she's like, okay, no, this is just, he's just a guy. He's just a guy like us. Yeah, yeah but, he, he wasn't always a Manborg. Right. Yeah, so they go to escape and immediately before they get these hover bikes, they pan back to the mayor, the Baron. And he, he's, he's got flowers. He's waltzing in to give uh, Prisoner 7 some flowers. And this is one of my favorite lines. And it was, uh, uh, I called her Prisoner 7, but to me, she was always Prisoner number 1. <laughs> that's, that's sweet of him to say. Oh, uh, what an ass. <laughs> uh, and, well, then that, and then the Count immediately gets on the video screen and is like, why do you these flowers he's, the count's like those aren't for me are they he's like uh yeah. they must have used them to escape <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go arm the cannons and, <laughs> and then then we get their bumbling uh the the crew's bumbling escape to these hover bikes if you guys remember ah uh, yes yeah yep uh, there was this one scene where they see the hover bikes <laughs> 
<laughs> they're sneaking around. They see him. They're trying to be quiet. And Borg looks like, how do they hover? Just at the top. It's really loud, like giving out their position. Just randomly out of the blue. And then everyone else is hiding behind these boxes. And he's just kind of stooping slightly. And then he just holds a box in front of his head. I, I did like this. Yeah. Manborg's Man not a stealthy man of the shadows. Not at all. No, he's, he's not. Well, he, he when he moves, it's like the Tin Man from <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect description of his yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they are able to to get the, <laughs> the to get these bikes. I'm only laughing too because I know Justice is screaming at him the whole time. He's like, "Come on, Manborg!" <laughs> <laughs> just screaming but they get they get these bikes and ride off and this is where you again see that justice is this like pistol dynamo because uh, even behind his back he he takes one shot it's like left-handed he like shoots a pistol behind his back and it takes down like half a tower like like this like 50 foot tower like falls down and it's uh, falling down on all the demons that are coming after them, and he's shooting the other ones behind his back. It's I love you, Justice. It's great. <laughs> I noticed his skills were getting better and better as the movie progressed. In the beginning, he was barely making shots, but now he's dancing around and mm-hmm. hitting everything point blank. Right. It's like the 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 more he doesn't care, the more apathy he has, the better he is as a pistolier. Take that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, so they go to I. They like they have to leave the city, I guess. And the city looks dope as fuck, honestly. That's true. Like, this whole scene, I really like. Kind of like the top down. It was like a video game. I really, I, I like this scene a lot. I, I do as well. Um, but they they ride out of town to like the the wastelands in there, and they go to like a secret trash hideout that's protected by the little guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Jawa kind of. He is kind of like a Jawa. He, he does say. Something very close to Wootie. He, he does, yeah. He, he definitely does. Yeah, and so apparently, when we first saw Number One Man, he was a prisoner and he broke out, and we really don't know why yet. But soon we're gonna find out. Uh, he's gonna reveal this to justice, and that he brings him back to where his hideout was. So he's like, come over here, and it's like some weird trash heap, and he moves some stuff. I like this. He like moves like a big like uh, pipe, and he's like, hey, Mina, check this out. <laughs> he's, he's like, like moving pipes. Iron and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like su- super weird. Um, but he's like, come down here, and they find this like tunnel down, and, and uh, uh, Justice says, where did you get all this stuff? Um, oh, I hid here, you know, when I was hiding out. There's food, and there's, you know, places to sit, and it's underground, and you're going to be safe, so... That's good. Kind yeah, because apparently the, the hell fiends can't can't find them underground. Yeah. It's yeah. just gross out there. They don't want to go over there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And and at that point it's recommended that a plan is made, which doesn't sit well with Mina at all. No, yeah, no. Mina, Mina sneaks off and goes back to the Genesis Tower. Right. Um because she sees uh, Count Draculon in some weird demon form. I kind of like this. He comes like a trash demon. He's like, why don't you come back? Like, only you could fight me. Uh, well, and- there's illusions like, you have to save her. Or don't you want to try to save her? Yeah. Like, alluding that there's some... We, I don't know that we ever really find out what it is. Shadow Mega? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what I, like, their I've, relationship I, I, I was. Only but, guesses. Yeah. That yeah. they had something. But this, this scene, I really felt like was a shout-out to Bram Stoker's Dracula with the... 
illusionary visitations of Dracula oh, yeah, totally. during right. his kind of harassment and attacks on Mina. Yeah, and then he just kind of dissolves back into trash. Yeah. And again, I know watching this, it might seem like dated. Um, one, the creativity is off the charts with mm-hmm. this. And again, going back that they had a limited budget, um, this movie... This movie highlights that you could tell an awesome story with a limited budget and everyone is going to love it. And the cinematography mm-hmm. is absolute artistry. Like, it's some of the most beautiful, beautifully shot scenes. And obviously they were experts at post-production stuff, but it's just visually beautiful. It, yeah, it is. I mean, clearly a lot of post-production. One of the trivia pieces was, who's the director, Gillespie? Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not the director. He does the music. Oh, Okay. Kowalski. <laughs> I, I know where you're going. Yeah, it's, yeah, get the name right. Stephen Kostansky. Yeah. Kostansky, yeah. That most of this movie was shot just like in his garage. And they yeah. just added things after after the fact. Yeah, that's awesome. The, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, like, we might say there's limitations, but the creativity is off the hook. And mm-hmm. the, the acting is also brilliant. Like, it's, it's a homage to those B-movies, but the acting is, like, top shelf. No, you're you're absolutely right. And one of the things that I really appreciate about this is it this movie is very self-aware and usually kind of campy self-aware B-movies are terrible. Yeah. And this is the opposite of that. Like they they really walk that line of like it's an homage, it's kind of like a a lampoon in some ways uh of of the movies that they enjoyed, but like they do it really well. It's not over the top and too yeah. far. It's just just the right amount. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's like a little bit of that winking at the screen, like we're in on the joke, but it, it doesn't really, it doesn't take you out of it. I feel like as the movie went on, there was a little more joking, like, I don't want to say it was super serious in the beginning, but they, no. there's more things taken more seriously in the beginning. And then as it went on, it became a little more silly, but right. it wasn't like full slapstick, just out yeah. of control. It was still coherent, and it was still for sure solid piece of movie. Like basically, the minute the Baron starts hitting on Mina, that's when <laughs> the comedy starts. Oh, and wow. you know what? It wasn't even that bad. And then in the end, when Baron and Scorpius are just help me, <laughs> help me land this chick. Right. <laughs> that's when it started ramping up a little bit more. Well, I, I think this is also like a testament that they're using their time so wisely. Like again, this movie is like really like credits and all. This movie is like straight up one hour, and there's so much backstory that you're given. There's so much, you know, character buildup. Um, it, it's it's really kind of crazy that like you watch this and you're like, wow. Start to finish, I know entirety of what this is. Um, I mean, props to them. And later, Astron 6 and before, I mean, we'll see. I don't really remember chronologically the order. I know the editors later on. They do have fuller films, like an hour and a half. But again, like what they pack in for one hour is bananas. And Mm. it is just so much fun. Yeah, and it's not even just the like plot progression that they pack in there. There's character development. Like a very beautiful scene is uh, Justice and Number One Man making oh, macaroni yeah. and cheese, <laughs> and it comes out that Justice is illiterate, and right. the macaroni and cheese making is kind of like a coaching moment where Number One Man is like teaching him how to read through the instructions. He keeps trying to throw the noodles in before it's time. <laughs> So and sad. 
And so simultaneous to this like no moment wasted plot progression, there's time for you to get to know and fall in love with the characters. Mm -hmm. Damn right. So this is where Manborg unlocks the future cassette and we get Dr. Scorpius telling him that there's a lot more that he needs to train and he could unlock his real potential. But Dr. Scorpius is a huge ass about it. He's like, I'm Dr. Scorpius, and you've unlocked your future cassette. Manborg says something like, I did. He's like, why are you even talking? Listen to what I'm saying. Because <laughs> oh, he, he first makes the point that, that he's probably dead at this point. <laughs> he's like, I'm probably dead or something more horrific. <laughs> Say like and so I couldn't help but think about time travel, the way that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure frames it and how many times the doctor must have had to go back and forth to create an, a back and forth conversation. <laughs> by this time he was already annoyed by him. He was like, stop talking. <laughs> well, I love Dr. Scorpius holographic version. He's, oh yeah. He's easy going. He's whimsical. He's all smiles. <laughs> this is the Dr. Scorpius I want to hang around with. <laughs> it's a different Dr. Scorpius. You're right. A different softer Dr. Scorpius. But, it is. but even though it's a recording, it, he can ask questions which are answered, which yeah. I think is a wonderful thing for the doctor to have taken time for. Yeah. Yeah. And th this is where we get a little bit of a montage where they really realize that they do need to train. And uh, mixed in here is Mina has made it back to the Genesis Tower and she is now fighting actively uh, Shadow Mega. Um in a weird fight, uh, we get some flashbacks, and as Mike noted, like, do we really know what their relationship is? There are flashbacks where Mina was younger, this girl and her were holding hands, the other girl was ripped away, I'm guessing by a demon army, or demons to some extent. They've experimented on her. Yeah, the question is, were they really good friends? Um, I would assume they're not family, because Justice is her brother, and they probably would have said something, right. but... Like really close friends, I have no idea. Yeah, that's a good point. I at first thought they might have been family, but mm -hmm. made a point that Justice would have said something. So yeah, I, I just thought friends, maybe. Yeah, that, like oh yeah, I had another sister. Oh, yeah, but Jake, they really want you to think that they're sisters. Yes, it seems weird that Justice wouldn't. Have but ju Justice is a wild card because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a doofus. Presumably, so. if they grew up together. Because the flashbacks show them growing up in the kind of like outer regions of like mm -hmm. scraping together a living. But he seems totally blown away by the poverty present when they're escaping on the hover bikes. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, he's looking. Like, there's, poor. there's burger wrappers everywhere. He's got cabbage on his head. <laughs> Take your cabbage off. <laughs> Despite the fact that he's spent who knows how long in a prison gladiatorial <laughs> fortress maybe they're not blood related maybe this is more of like they're orphan kids who grew up and they consider themselves brothers and sisters as an orphanage would um maybe they all were and maybe he wasn't as close to her as she was i don't know it's like, still weird was. that he wouldn't have remembered like yeah. his sister's best friend or you know whatever or yeah. have like where was he living that was so swanky there, there were there no burger wrappers wherever he was. No one had cabbage on He threw the burger wrappers down to them. That's why he's like, ah, oh, no. Yeah, shit got real for him. Those yeah. were his burger wrappers. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I don't want those burger wrappers. No. No, you don't. But yeah, so but they're the the two of them are fighting, regardless of who they were to each other. They're duking it out now. 
Yeah, and so the montage is complete, and uh, Manborg is now successfully trained in sword fighting and ammunition slash gun combat, and they ride off on the bike together. And uh, Manborg notes that they're not just a group; they're family. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> take that, <laughs> take that world, and <laughs> take that Fast and Furious. This is a more <laughs> solid family. It's a and, smaller family. Yeah, so they get to Genesis Tower and they are just gunning down everyone left and right. Like they walk in as like a shredding machine. Mm-hmm. This is why I noted before that like it seems like number one man. Uh, it Mike noted that Shadow Omega, Shadow Mega was there. That number one man is just holding his own. Like he could take down like a whole army. So it seems like he went down pretty quick early on. But maybe he wanted to be captured back. Maybe something I don't know. But they're, they're going through, and Manborg tells Justice that he's got a split. He's like, I got something to do, and it's to take on uh, Count Dracula and on his own. And another dyslexic moment, as uh, Lucor pointed out, uh, between Justice, uh, that he has dyslexia, is he's like, no, Manborg, don't go there. It says danger. <laughs> Manborg looks at the door and looks at him. He's like, says, like, emergency. Oh, yeah, you're right, Manborg. Okay. <laughs> it was like an elevator. <laughs> oh, yeah, elevator. That's right. Like, All right, never mind, Manborg. <laughs> yeah, but he's he, he's making progress, little little at a time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Manborg is all grown up. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so Manborg goes off to fight uh, Draculon. Um, and we have kind of a, a, a few simultaneous duels. Um, number one man is fighting the, the cat, Baron. The Baron. The, the Baron. Yeah. Yep. Um, Justice and Mina team up. Uh, Mina's back. Like I can't get rid of me. Uh, and uh, Justice and Mina team up and fight Shadow Mega. Yeah, in her final form, which, yeah, is, which like is like a scary like a, robot. Yeah, it's like a robot spider black cloud. Yeah, kind of look like a mini version of Champion. Yeah, kind Aww. of. Champion. <laughs> yeah, we miss Champion. Little Champ. And in the in the low Kev, (laughs) you like this movie, baby? (laughs) Go for some popcorn right now. There's a bowl of cereal. That little hand. Oh yeah, yeah. That little hand. Um, In the in the final reference to, uh, shit. What's his name? Man man Borg. No, justice. Justice. Thank you. To his. Ill- illiteracy to his illiteracy. Illiteracy. <laughs> um, oh yeah mina gets knocked down yeah, and she's, she's like, like grab the gr- grab the grenades <laughs> well she can't fully say she's like grab the gr-. and he looks over and there's like a belt that says grenades on it, and he's like oh sound it out <laughs> all right you can do this can now do- <laughs> i don't know why he needed to be able to read it in order to interact with it but <laughs> that that's true i didn't think about that presumably he's seen a grenade you know, yeah like i would have assumed he knew what it was but I think Mina even saw him. She could have just told him, hey, throw those over. That thing. <laughs> Dummy. Um, <laughs> but oh well. He, he overcame his uh, disability. Yeah, he, he did. He sounded it out. He figured out it was grenades. Mm-hmm. And he saves the day. He does save the day. He, yeah, he picks one up and throws it right in her face. Yeah, and blows her right the fuck out. And then we never know about her story ever again. She's, no, she's, she's not she's, mentioned. She's dead though. <laughs> but the you know the the key fight of out of the the three showdowns that are happening is the Manborg v Draculon fight. Definitely. Yeah, number one man takes on the Baron pretty quickly. Yeah, that's and he's no like, big deal. And he does he does expand on his backstory. He's like. You know, we offered you a position to number one man. We offered you a position. You could have been more like us. Like we would have made you like a demon king because they wanted his training. 
And the Baron's like, why did you give it all up? It wasn't for love, was it? And number one Meg goes, yes. yes. <laughs> and then, and, and, and then wasn't, wasn't Baron's reaction is like, how dare you? They kind of have a little silent moment like, oh, man, it was love. <laughs> and it's kind of awkward. Yeah, how dare you? And then and finally, how dare you? <laughs> because, because obviously they, the, the Baron sensed that they shared a love interest absolutely yeah. yeah and then number one man kicks him right backwards into some like electrode that electrocutes him and he is dead he Luke kingdom yeah that's yeah. great yeah so now we're at the the main fight and it's manborg versus uh count draculon and count draculon is in the middle of an arena and uh they fight a bit yeah but first manborg falls out of like a hundred story tower <laughs> yeah yeah, well, he, when he approaches Count Draculon, he's in, like, his, his penthouse or whatever. Um, but, yeah, he gets his shit kicked right out of the window. Into the Pterodactylon or whatever it's called. <laughs> I think when Manborg first saw him, uh, they have a little dialogue. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. Draculon's like, you know what, I killed your brother. And come take your vengeance. And Manborg looks and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He's ready for it. It's probably my favorite quote in the movie. I gotta say. Lamar, I love the Russian scene. Lamar and I are huge Mega Man fans. Uh, so going to all of you video game fans out mm-hmm. there, Lamar and I love Mega Man. Imagine running into a, If you don't know Mega Man, at the end of any stage, you have to fight a boss. And you're in like a, a chamber arena. Imagine if they just dubbed in, oh, yeah, <laughs> Mega Man ran into any of those rooms. <laughs> that would enhance any battle for me if I heard that. that I, would, awesome. I would think differently of Mega Man. I, yeah. I wouldn't see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, things are going kind of like equal for both of them. Like everyone's getting some shots off on each other. Like mm-hmm. the fight's pretty good. Like it's pretty, pretty epic. I'm, I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually, Count Dracula does kind of get the the upper hand. Um, yeah, destroys Manborg's left arm yeah, right, cut, off, right cut, off him. Cuts his arm right off. Um, but who comes to save the day? Uh, me, I don't know what the where the fuck she came from, but Mina pops in. They all they're like once they were all done with their battles, they're like, "Where's Manborg?" And they, <laughs> like they all just were like, "We need to go to the arena." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Count Dracula kind of has him against the ropes, and Mina just throws a knife into the back of his head. Um, or yeah, he does not like that. No, no, he's not stoked about yeah, it. Yeah, and, it, and it's right before he kills Manborg, he was about to stab him. Yeah, and so she throws a knife, and it distracts him. Right, so that does save Manborg, but she gets hit with like some blue energy orb, pure yeah. energy, pure energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, pure so energy. I don't remember how, but Manborg does. He just like stabs. He cut. I think he stabs him in the neck or something. Yeah, like yeah. so. His counter move is once Mina is like pure energy. Yeah. Uh, he he uses it to kill him and yeah. like stabs his head in half. Right. <laughs> As you do. But then oh 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 fuck! Mina's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everyone's everyone's kind of panicking about this. You know, uh, we got we got to do so, save her, Manborg. Yeah. And part and part of what we didn't tell you was in the future cassette. Uh, Dr. Scorpius said, Hey, like before you go off to battle, there's something inside of you and you'll know when to use it. Yeah. Mm. And now it's time. Hey. And you go, and it's a callback to that. He's like, well, there's something inside of me. Um, I don't know why I don't know. Use the Dr. Scorpius voice a little bit. There's something inside of me. Something inside uh, of you. Um, 
It would just be like, nope. If it's men more like, open. <laughs> um, open up. <laughs> but he, he does open his body up, and there's some blue goo that he yeah. puts right into Mina's mouth. <laughs> and it revives Mina, yeah. and Manborg is now dying, yeah. and and Justice is piecing this all together way too late. Like, oh no, Manborg! <laughs> Wait, like, is that the only goo you got? <laughs> it yeah. was the only goo he yeah, had. Yeah, they got to replenish the goo. Mm-hmm. But Manborg dies. Well, before he dies, yeah, this is this is my. There's a little more future movie. cassette. So in the last moment of Manborg's existence, uh, you guys could document. Uh, the uh, the holograms. It's like a very Return of the Jedi moment here. It is, yeah. So Doctor Scorpius is there, and he's like, "Manbog, there's someone I need you to see." <laughs> and oh fuck, it's his brother. Mm-hmm. Who, just in case, like he wasn't sure that Manborg remembered, he's like, "I was killed at the beginning." Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so years ago, Paul, you and I at least watched this movie with my friend Ray. Uh, oh yeah, and when. <laughs> Manborg's brother said, hey, bro, it's me, your Your brother. brother. (laughs) I don't think I've ever seen anyone laugh as hard as Ray lost his shit. Yeah, yeah, he was was pretty destroyed at that moment. Um, Me, your bro, you know, from the beginning. From the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So they, you know, they they kind of have a little heart-to-heart chat about what's going on um, as, as Manborg is dying. And Manborg has about maybe five seconds left in him. Yeah, no, just very, very few. Very few <laughs> moments. And his brother's like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, there's, n- there's no heaven. <laughs> and Manborg's dying words are, there's what? no heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the look that he gave him when he said there's yeah, no heaven, dude, yeah, this guy shook his head. And it's no. kind of like that, yeah, that jaw, ju- like, shuddering, like, like, he does that, like, there's no heaven. And I, I don't, I didn't fully catch it, but Justice is like, calm down, man, no, boy. He's like, it's okay. He's like, let go, man, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let go, you've got to let go. <laughs> right as he's trying to get clarification. <laughs> and not only that. Go into the light. <laughs> Scorpius is suing his brother away from yeah. the scene, like, get, get out of here, this out is my here. scene. You're not, you're go not away helping. now. And, <laughs> <laughs> And there we go, and yeah. Manborg dies. Mm-hmm. And Mina is fully back, and it's back to the original crew uh, that we did not see as an audience. It is the three. It is Mina, number one man, and Justice. And they're back at it. Justice with his pistols, uh, number one man with his fists at a firm stance, and Nina pulls out her blades. I always like when she pulls it out because you hear like, pachink, and there's a little gleam from it. And then it kind of pans up. You get a more bird's eye view, and there's hordes of demons and then you get other scenes and they are surrounded and that is how Manborg ends that they're back and you're clearly under the idea that they're gonna beat them and Mandor Manborg's probably not coming back but Astron 6 I love you for making this movie I love everyone in this movie I love everything about this movie uh everyone if you like movies like this should watch this movie mm-hmm. boom yes. <laughs> and and any game designing firms out there if you Get in touch with them and get permission to work with them to make a video game out of this movie. We would appreciate it. That'd be great. I'll play it. That yeah. would be. Yeah. I, I don't know if any of you here probably not are fans of the, the Far Cry series. Yeah. Okay. There was a Far Cry like, not mi- mini game called Blood Dragon, which is basically Manborg in video games. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. It's, it's, well, it's terrific. 
God damn. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like Far Cry, I haven't gone past like the second Far Cry. I know there's like six of them now or something like that or five. Yeah, there's quite a few. This was like a mini game based on Far Cry 3, I think. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's like a two-hour game to play through, Um, but it's great. That's still cool that there's some video game, something similar to Manborg, Mm -hmm. even though I made a reference to, we made, we talked about Mortal Kombat and Final Fantasy and Mega Man. We're talking about video games here. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie really it, it can inspire a video game on its own. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say uh Astron Six, they have a shorts collection, uh, and it is massive. Um some of them you could find on YouTube, but like there are like twenty minute shorts, there's five minute shorts, but it is jam-packed. And I remember, you know, cracking this open. I've watched it with uh Mike and Lamar uh on different occasions I've clearly been the one to see the majority but i just remember like one night like lamar you were over um it was before my daughter was ever born and it was just kind of like yeah it's just like a later night and it was like until two in the morning lamar and i were watching these shorts um it was kind of snowy and wintry and we just didn't have to work the next day like such an awesome memory it was just like laughing and laughing like i love this crew like astron six you were awesome wow even the um, short that you played after we watched this tonight. I remember it so, gave me flashbacks to that. I should talk about that. So that's the quick bonus we're going to give you. So we we also watched... Uh, Astron 6 also made previews to movies that don't exist, but basically they're extended previews. So instead of like, I don't know how long a preview normally is. Sometimes they're like way too long nowadays, but I think they're usually yeah. two and a half or three minutes. But this, this, this short was like 10 and it's uh, to a, a sequel to a movie that doesn't exist. And it was, um, th- does anyone remember the full title? Laser, laser Ghost 2. Oh, yeah, that's right. Laser Return to Return laser to Laser Cove. Cove. Yeah. 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 Laser Ghost 2, Return to Laser Cove. And we saw it on YouTube, and it is on their short series. Um, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> you guys should just set up that premise. I don't even know how to approach this. Um, the it turns out Einstein was evil and his ghost is coming back <laughs> to laser people. <laughs> why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you laser people? Yeah. And we learned yeah. that lasers corrupt and absolute <laughs> labor lasers corrupt. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to say the word laser nomicon. Yeah. I got it. In the spectacular sci-fi sequel, the emotionally fractured trance must overcome the demons of his past and once again wage war on the evil spirit of Einstein and his army of laser-wielding ghosts. Together with the ghost of the dead comrade, a rogue cop, and a sultry scientist, trance must return to Laser Cove and make a final stand against the technologically advanced forces of evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See you, laser. <laughs> and watching that alone, it felt like I've watched a nice little 10 minute movie. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. You learn that these ghosts are after people and they have to laser them like Ghostbusters. And one of their friends dies, unfortunately, but comes back as a ghost to help them. And they learn these ghosts uh, don't like the green laser. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's hinted that even one of the friends that you thought was okay might actually be a like lasered in some way yeah then yeah. not like, yeah. like, like you've been a ghost all along but maybe 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 not yeah so yeah these guys make amazing movies and shorts and it's fun to, it's fun to watch that um there's so many other super fun ones um i mean no we'll definitely do another astron six movie at some point in time if not you know a couple other things but 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to come hot out of the gate. Mike and I had to get 50 or, I'm sorry, 49 episodes under our belt before I felt comfortable giving this group and this crew uh, the the honors that they deserve. I mean, yeah. uh, creativity skyrocketing with this group. Yeah, speaking of 50 episodes, that's kind of crazy. I know. Also, thank you for listening. Um, our, our biggest new market is Germany. We have a ton of... Uh, right now, twenty percent. Twenty percent of our listeners are from Germany. What? Oh, Gutentag, Germany! <laughs> wow, what's going on? What you guys do? Did right. you, you got we're, a Bratwurst sponsor? We're, we're basically the David Hasselhoff of podcasts. Maybe, right. maybe right. Mike's like salty comments against UK got some German <laughs> listeners. I forgot like, about that. <laughs> got some German <laughs> listeners being like, "I want to subscribe yeah. to Rabbit Troop." Okay. <laughs> this guy this, this guy, guy is speaking it, yeah. my language um <laughs> wow yeah well, so thank you guys for listening that's awesome yeah yeah if you're just catching in and you have lots lots of episodes um as always you can reach out to us at rabbit troop sucks podcast at gmail.com you can hit us up directly at rabbit troop sucks.com uh, see some pictures of us, suggest uh, uh, that we watch something or just like get in contact with us. Uh, there's some cool merchandise out there, some uh, variants on shirts, as Mike's, Mike has noted. So check that out. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, and when you leave us a five out of five star review, make sure uh, you do it with a smile. Yeah. I'm we sorry did I didn't wear that. Rabbit Troop sucks sure to that they might be giants concert yeah <laughs> it just writes itself yeah they they, they know mm-hmm. they know hmm. hey guys coming up next we have luke or again is going to be joining us with uh the great yokai war and we're going to learn a lot about you know different yokai and luke or is going to get some detailed on where some of the yokai like to gravitate towards there'll be a little surprise on some uh some uh yokai uh <laughs> Lore? <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah, to... Sometimes lore, lore is surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah, uh, make sure to bring uh, some specific Azuki beans. And don't get too close to the water's edge. Yeah. You're going to learn a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, before we, you know, totally wrap up, what was everyone's uh, final views on uh, Manborg? I mean, clearly I've gushed over it. There's really nothing more I could say outside of watch Manborg. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, watch Manborg. It's awesome. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't add more to it. Just love this movie. It's nice. It's 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, you can breeze through that and you'll have fun watching it. Remember having fun watching movies? No, yeah. sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. I mean, when I watch this, I do. Yeah. So yeah. Have yourself a good time. You have some laughs. I'm picking up your vibe on this. I like it. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. That's all I think about this movie is that it's a fun time. Yeah. Lucor, what, what do you think? I would say as far as movies that embrace that kind of like tradition of B movies, this one does so while at the same time creates a movie that I think might be without fault. Yeah. Hell yes. Yes. Oh, damn. <laughs> yes. That is re-endorsement. Damn. It's the perfect movie, Lucor. Would you say that? I think you can have a lack of fault without reaching a... I mean, what can be perfect? I got you, Lucor. Yeah. I, mean, I feel you, yeah. I mean, there's turtles, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, so I like the, how you said there's the, turtles I know what you're talking yeah, about yeah and we'll get there eventually I mean that's duh, duh, the, 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 duh, origi- yeah. the original Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles duh. obviously is you know like something to measure all other cinematography that's against fair. 
Yeah. But but this movie, you know, at nothing I would say was like, ah, they could have done better on that. I'm impressed with what they did with their budget, their supposed budget, if it's true. I, yeah. Even if it was more than that, I'm still impressed. If it was $10,000, yeah. right. well, I don't yeah, know. Like, but, but, <laughs> yeah, I'm still satisfied yeah, with their like the the, ca- the cast carried themselves with brilliance. The like I haven't seen scenes composed as like aesthetically like enjoyable consistently. It's just beautiful. Beautiful to watch, well acted, excellent music. The story moves smoothly. The characters develop you even the villains you start to get a little bit of affection. You know, the Baron really you get a window into <laughs> his his troubled life. <laughs> That's He's, a weird window. There's there's depth and all in We've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> two thirds of the time that a typical movie is expected to to take. Yeah, that's and true. It, it doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't. It's a brilliant movie. Mike, Mike. Yeah, no, the, the, I, I like this movie a lot. You the, are there are better movies than Manborg, but Manborg could not have been a better movie hmm. for what they were trying like to do. Quote. It was yeah. it was this was the best that Manborg could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All things considered, it's amazing. It's fun. It's funny. It's like, I will say it's well acted because they, they accomplished their intent, which is, I think what's important to recognize here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, it's super fun. Everyone should watch this movie. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to name names, but sometimes people go too far when trying to give, you know, like homage to some of these, you know, like campy, tropey, mm-hmm sort of like cinema experiences and this movie did not go too far no. yeah i think the big thing luke or I, I totally agree with you i think the big thing is they took like the spirit of all of those movies and they're still like i'm gonna write an original script original scenario we're gonna do all of this and put ourselves in these situations but remember all those other stories and b-side scripts that like made us like this like they yeah they totally mesh it well like yeah, again. So, well, since it's the 50th episode, I have two questions for each and every one of you. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll, and it'll be pretty quick, so I'll wrap it up uh, pretty nicely. Since it's Manborg, I'm going to go with uh, each one of you. If if you were a Manborg character, who would you be in this Manborg movie and why? I'll start with Lamar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If I was a character. <laughs> in Manborg. <laughs> uh <laughs> I would probably be Mina. She was probably the most badass in combat simply because of the knives and she gets her own little kill screen when she <laughs> kills someone. I thought that was awesome. If I had to be a character, it'd probably be her. Even though I gush about the gun boy. My God, I forgot his name. Justice. Justice. Yeah. I gush about him. He's pretty awesome. He's kind of a wimp in my opinion. <laughs> But I like Mina, even though she gets fucked up by the Shadow Woman later on. But <laughs> that's who I'd pick. Who would you I... be? Who would you be, Lugor? Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit of an unconventional answer because I don't think of myself as a villain. But <laughs> I really, I mean, the the, the, the Baron, the Baron, <laughs> the Baron <laughs> character. <laughs> I you really get to see the the depth and nuance. He's a hopeless romantic at heart. He's got no filter, He's but no one listens to him. Like, I feel like he's alone in a tower of 
who knows what, like, I don't know. I just, I just found a, a an interesting affinity with his, <laughs> his space in the world. I love it. <laughs> I like that. My, Mike, who would you be? I mean, I, I want to say justice because I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> um, no, he has two no. guns. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, not because of the combat skills, uh, but I mean, I, I guess if we're being honest, I'm probably the little guy from the trash heap. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Ewok? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Jawa guy? Yeah. Ooh! <laughs> wow. Aww. No, no, I, I, I would be Justice. I would be the, the foul-mouthed kind of moron. There you go. I love yeah. it. <laughs> what, who would you be? Yeah, uh, Lamar took mine. I definitely felt that would be yeah. me. I, 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 like, I, I kind of felt like you would <laughs> I, I take like, that route. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very direct. I like her knife play. I think she's like throwing all these cool daggers and I'm way too emotional. I'll take everything super personally. And when number one man left, I'd be super like distraught and salty myself. So boom, she that's seemed, my personality. Yeah, she <laughs> seems to be the only non-joke character too. Mm-hmm. Not that... Um, Draculon is a jokey, but I think those two characters are the more serious ones. Yeah. Are people leaving? Come on, man. And lastly, hey, 50 episodes, 50, 50, episodes. 50 more. Wow. What kind of movies uh, you guys want up? Uh, any any ideas that you guys are thinking about some movies along the way? I was thinking an 80s action flick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like 80s-ish. Keep that in mind, and we'll talk off air. We could talk almost in code because uh, I, I definitely have an idea for Lamar on that. Oh, yeah. uh, Luke, or maybe even if uh, kind of in the vein of how Lamar responded, is there like a film essence that you would like to cover with us? Uh, not that it has to be a specific title. The the first thing that popped into my head is totally inappropriate, and that would be something by David Attenborough, but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great, <laughs> fantastic. But I, I mean, I've I've been really loving these '80s deep dives. I think night. What was that movie? Night of the Bear. That was almost like a cocaine bear. No, no. This this was a handful of people were out camping, and this bear attacks. Do we watch this together? A long time ago, right before the corn maze movie. What? <laughs> so so this so these people are camping, this bear attacks, and then it starts to like go off the rails into this Jerry Springer-esque thing where it turns out that like the bear is outing people for having had an affair and it's it's a very complicated movie, but I think it's called Night of the Bear. Wow. Okay. Okay. And did you say before the corn maze? Yeah, there, there was another movie that we watched. This was many years ago. And, you know, it's a scary movie. Involves a corn maze. And there's this peculiar trend that only the villain seems to understand that you can walk through the corn. <laughs> Everyone else is trying to, like, navigate the maze to get out. Is this literally Children of the Corn? Do we watch Children of the Corn? I've never seen Children of the Corn. It's always scared me. <laughs> <laughs> okay and mike as we're going through this any any movies overall uh essence wise that you you would like to get into uh next 50 yeah i'm gonna hop on lamar's gravy train and say like 80s kind of action movies nice um and i'll add kind of 80s sci-fi to that as well because mm. those are the movies that i watch by yeah. myself uh when i'm at home um we, we we've we've delved into some 90s stuff 
And by and large, that's less fun for me. Uh, the 80s is where I'm at, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I have said on many podcasts that I love the 80s, and mm -hmm. that's really my wheelhouse. Uh, there is some 90s stuff that I think Mike and I have discussed that I think is going to be extra fun coming up. But yeah, talking off air, uh, I have a couple action movies that I think would be very well suited uh, for this. One specifically that uh, will probably be sooner rather than later. But yeah, we've talked about that movie a bit. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in for it. It's a secret for now. It is a secret. But yeah, I don't I don't know what these '90s movies you're talking about are, but I'm in for that. <laughs> but but it, are you a friend? Do you like secrets? Remember, you could always write Mike. Write us at Rabbit Troop Sucks. Oh, I'll yeah. give you Mike's private email. My, my secret Dropbox of you, you can get to know. Yeah, you can get to know him on a sultry level, and you get to know about the pleasures. Yeah. So as always, thanks for joining us. Rabbit Troop Sucks. Thanks for the 50. Yay, 50. Bye. <laughs> 50 episodes.